long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, there lived three gays. Ba 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 da da. Ba ba da ba 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 da ba. Hello and welcome to Giggles and Gays, the podcast where we talk about whatever we want to talk about. I'm. The last Jedi Master, Alan. I just woke up and I'm Larry. I'm the resurrected Sith Lord, Jeff. And, and we're gay. gay. Hello, everyone. How Hi. we how we doing, boys? We're doing well. Doing well. Gonna talk about the the things. What things? The Star Wars things. The post. Post, uh, I don't even know what they're called. They're post sequels. No, they're. They, it, I guess they're the sequels. Yeah, because the it's prequels, a sequel trilogy. trilogy. Maybe and then they're the trequels. Anyway, <laughs> so as you know, we have been talking about Star Wars for the last few weeks. I mean, we have we. I think just <laughs> long. Uh, you may not agree with everything we've said. Hopefully you've at least enjoyed it. This week is going to be one of those weeks. Um, so this week we do have a crush. It is still an MCM. But this week our crush is Maz Katana. Katana? Katana. Yeah, whatever. So we are calling it hashtag... <laughs> Maz Crush Monday. It's Maz. <laughs> Maz. And it was actually really fun because we were all we were just sitting around. We're like, well, there's so many, like, there's so many boys in the Star Wars universe, but then we also didn't want to just have it just be boys in the last three. Cause there are there are women in the last three as well. And I was just like, you know what? What about Maz? And I think all three of us just went, yes. Yes, that's what it's gonna be. And so that's what it is. I so. voted for that blue-haired lady. Oh, does she have blue hair? Is it purple? Is it blue or purple? I thought she didn't have any. It's no, nice. the one from episode eight. Oh, for me it was the glasses. I'm not even talking about Maz. Oh, I'm talking about the admiral, admiral, whatever lady. her name was. Something. Oh, Laura Dern. I was making a joke. Oh. I missed it. Yeah, it flew you clearly over my thought head. we were still talking about Moz. <laughs> I was you still talking about Moz. When I said I voted for the blue haired lady, you just heard the blue hair part. But you didn't vote for the blue hair lady. I was making a joke. I don't I like her. I think it was purple. Is it purple? I think it's purple. It might be purple. Because it, it did not go with her outfit, I feel. It didn't go with anything. She shouldn't have been in it. Anyway, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. But yeah, so Moz, we we all three of us, I think we all three enjoy Moz. <laughs> Jeff just gave me this look because I just pulled up my straw and it went. Uh, I was a sweetie and got us all sweet teas. I did. We will not discuss where that came from. No, they're just sweet teas. I wasn't going to mention that. I just said they're sweet just teas. Sweet teas because I'm a sweet pea. But Aww. no, we love we love Moz. She's super entertaining and she's just there for the betterment of everyone. So. I do want to make a post announcement. We did not say last podcast happy birthday to Larry. So happy belated birthday. Happy belated to birthday. Larry. Oh, thank you guys. Whoopsie. Well, but to be fair, it was last week. Right. When you listen to this, it'll be last week. In our current week, it was yesterday. Yes, <laughs> it was yesterday. So, <laughs> But either way, happy belated birthday. Yay. So did Aww. you have a good night last night? I did have a good birthday. It was it was wonderful. 
Oh, good. I think I think the four of us had a good night last night. Those drinks were strong. Oh my gosh, those <laughs> drinks were so strong at Splitsville, but it was so good. My burger though was so good, and I usually don't rave about burgers. This burger was good. And also, this is not the episode to rave about burgers. We're still talking about Moss and how much we love her. Uh, her? Yes. Yeah. Her? Okay. Her. And that is why Moss. she is how our Moss Crush Moss. Monday. Moss Crush Monday. Moss Crush Whoop. Monday. And that brings us to our... I think I've actually been dreading this these last three. Because so. I just know <laughs> that Jeff is super duper opinionated. Only about one of them. About so, some of these? Only one of them. So, we're doing episodes 7, 8, and 9. Mm-hmm. And we will take it over to Larry's Recap Corner. That's what we called it, right? Something yes, like that. Yes, I think we called it Larry's Recap Corner. Let me, I think I wrote it down. Hold on. <laughs> we could call it Larry's... It can be Larry's Recap Corner. I'm okay Larry's Sexy Synopsis. Hey. <laughs> oh. Oh, come up and talk about Star Wars sometime. Yeah, it's Larry's Recap... <laughs> It's Larry's Recap Corner. Larry's Recap Corner! while I do very much enjoy the sequel trilogy, um, I don't have a very good mental roadmap of how the movies take place, because since they do split up the action a lot, and I haven't seen them as much as I've seen the other ones, my mental roadmap gets super fuzzy. So I went on to wikipedia.com and I looked (laughs) up the plot. So instead of having a time limit... I'm just going to read this as fast as I can. For episode seven. Title scroll. You have half of seven, so you have three and a half minutes. Three and a half minutes. It is episode seven, The Force Awakens. Hold on. I'm going to get my clock, my stopwatch, and I'm actually going to see. Ready and go. 30 years oh, after the Galactic Wait. Civil War. The Hold on, bang. pause. I'm sorry. It was wrong. I hit I hit the alarm. Not <laughs> Halfway through the episode, we just hear beep, 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 beep. Okay, ready, and go. 30 years after the Galactic Civil War, the First Order has risen from the fallen Galactic Empire and seeks to end the New Republic. The Resistance, backed by the Republic and led by General Leia Organa, opposes the First Order. Leia searches for her brother Luke Skywalker, who has gone missing. On the desert planet Jakku, Resistant pilot Poe Dameron receives a map to Luke's place from Lor Santeca. Stormtroopers commanded by Kylo Ren raid the village and capture Poe while Kylo kills Santeca. Poe's droid BB-8 escapes with the map and encounters a scavenger named Rey. Kylo tortures Poe using the Force and learns of BB-8. Stormtrooper Poe, Stormtrooper FN-2187, disillusioned by the First Order, frees Poe, and they escape in a stolen TIE fighter. Upon learning that FN-2187 has no other name, Poe gives him the name Finn. As they head to Jakku to retrieve BB-8, the First Order Star Destroyer shoots them, they crash land, Finn survives and assumes Poe died in the crash. He encounters Rey and BB-8, but the First Order tracks them and launches the airstrike. Rey, Finn, and BB-8 steal the Millennium Falcon and escape the planet. The Falcon is discovered and boarded by Han Solo and Chewbacca gangs seeking to settle debts with Han Attack, but the group escape in the Falcon. At the First Order's Starkiller base, a planet converted into a super weapon, Supreme Leader Snoke allows General Hux to use the weapon for the first time. Snoke questions Kylo's ability to deal with emotions surrounding his father, Han Solo, who Kylo states means nothing to him. Aboard the Falcon, Han determines that BB-8's map is incomplete. He then explains that Luke attempted to rebuild the Jedi Order, but exiled himself when an apprentice turned to the dark side, destroyed the temple, and slaughtered the other apprentices. The crew travels to the planet Takadana and meets with cantina owner Maz Kanata who offers help getting BB-8 to the resistance. Force draws Rey to a secluded vault where she finds a lightsaber once belonging to Luke and his father Anakin. She experiences disturbing visions and flees into the woods confused and terrified. Maz gives Finn the lightsaber for safekeeping. 
Starkiller base destroys the New Republic and its fleet. The First Order attacks Takadama in search of BB-8. Han, Chewbacca, and Finn are saved by Resistance X-Wing fighters led by Poe, who survived the crash. Leia arrives at Takadama with C-3PO and reunites with Han. Meanwhile, Kylo captures Rey and takes her to the Starkiller base, but she resists his mind-reading attempts. Snoke orders Kylo to bring Rey to him, discovering she can use the Force. Rey escapes using a Jedi mind trick on a guard. At the Resistance base on Dakar, BB-8 finds R2-D2, who had been inactive since Luke's disappearance. As Starkiller base prepares to fire once more, the Resistance devises a plan to destroy it by attacking its thermal oscillator. Using the Falcon, Han, Chewbacca, and Finn infiltrate the facility, find Ray, plant explosives. Han confronts Kylo, calling him by his birth name, Ben, and implores him to abandon the dark side. Kylo seems to consider this, but ultimately refuses and kills his father. Bum, bum, bum. Devastated, Chewbacca shoots Ch- Kylo and sets off the explosives, allowing Poe to attack and destroy the base's thermal oscillator. The injured, Ky- injured Kylo pursues Finn and Rey into the woods. Finn fights Kylo with a lightsaber to protect Rey before Kylo knocks him unconscious. Rey takes a lightsaber and channels the force to defeat Kylo in a duel and are separated by a fissure and the planet's surface begins to splinter. Snoke orders Hux to evacuate and bring Kylo to him to complete his training. Chewbacca rescues Rey and the unconscious Finn and they escape aboard the Falcon. As resistance forces f- flee... Starkiller base implodes, R2-D2 awakens and reveals the rest of the map, which leads Rey to an oceanic planet, Octu, in the Falcon. On Octu, Rey finds Luke atop a cliff on a remote island. Without a word, she presents him with his father's lightsaber. That was so much breathing. Is that it? Yeah. Congratulations! You did it with uh, a little bit to spare. Oh, wow. 15 seconds left. Three minutes and 13 seconds. Oh, all right. All anyone's going to hear at home is... I mean, I understood it. And if they haven't seen Star Wars yet, then The Force Awakens. So, Jeff. What up? Are we, we're going with favorite parts? Favorite part of this movie. The Force Awakens. I really liked Hux's speech. I know it was very, like... Nazi-esque, but I think it really kind of... What do you mean the Empire are literally space Nazis? Right. And I think that really kind of drove home the idea that they're still, like, space Nazis, essentially. Right. It was a really good speech. It was really well written. Yeah. And Hux hasn't been written into a joke yet, so he's actually a decent character in this episode. So, I really liked that part. I also like the part where Han and Chewie show back up on the Falcon and they're like, Chewie, we're home. I like that part. Yeah. yeah, that was really good in the commercials. I was really happy about that. Yeah. Of course, all of Alan? that's real. My favorite? Um, I mean, I think if you've listened to us the last three weeks, yes, three weeks, you know that my favorite part is always going to be anything with Leia in it. Uh, when she came back and I was just like, oh, it's Leia, but make her old. I was very happy. Uh, I think she, I, I, I mean, of course, I will always love Leia. I think she's great. And then, honestly, like, I'm not, in general, I'm not a huge fan of Rey. I mean, I'm okay with her, but I'm not, I'm not, like, her biggest fan. But when Leia hugs her at the first time she takes off and then when she comes back, I'm just like, so sweet. But yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Other than that, I don't dislike the, the movie. It's just those are my favorite parts. What about you, babe? So I I really, I think overall my favorite part is how much it felt like a Star Wars film. And like every Star Wars film feels like a Star Wars film. But after such a long time of being away from the series, 
and then coming back and getting to see it in theaters. And, like, a lot of people criticized it for being too much like A New Hope. But, like, aren't they all... Aren't they all very... Like, like when you restart the trilogy, isn't it always, like, a little bit of the space wizards and stuff? Yeah. Yes, but the criticism is they literally destroyed a bigger Death Star. A planet this time. It's literally... We're talking about favorite parts. Save it. Yeah. Let me I, have I'm this. not criticizing it for that. Oh, okay. I was just going off because he said yeah. that they're all kind of like... And I'm like, well, episode one does not involve blowing up... <laughs> A Death Star. They did blow up a small battle station, though. But they do that in every episode. Exactly. The battle (laughs) station just gets bigger. That's not the criticism of that. But anyway, continue with your favorite part. Um, So I really enjoyed that. And I I liked getting to see the new characters with the returning characters. I like that kind of back and forth was a lot of fun. Because we don't get to see that very often in any of the other films, essentially. Like, this is the one with the most returning cast that we've already come to love. And getting to see them all interact with each other was just... It was fun. It was like them passing the torch. Also, can we talk about how, like, how super original Poe is by naming Finn, who is... F what is, What's his... FN... FN 927? FN yeah. 2187. 2187. And then you call him Finn. Genius! That's sarcasm. Sorry, I thought I think that's just stupid. To be fair, I would have called him Finn too. I mean, oh, what's your number? Well, no, that's what I'm saying. It's like okay, your name's Bill. It's like Soup's original. Poe also wasn't supposed to make it past that scene. So really, I did not know that he was supposed to die when they crash and they can't find him. He was originally in the original version. He was dead, but then they wrote him in still. But they knew that he they needed a gay sequence, so that's what that's why they kept him. They kept him though. They made him show up later, but he was supposed to die. And then he just turns into a pissy bitch. Anyways, that's later. So, Jeff, so, I I feel like you have a lot of least favorite moments in this movie. No, I like this one. No, okay. What is your least favorite moment in the movie? Wait, he hasn't has he said his favorite? I moment? went first. Yes, he went first. <gasps> oh yeah. What did I say? The speech. The speech. Ah, yeah, yeah, there you go. Who, I, I forgot speech? to. General Hux. I forgot okay. to. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, least favorite? I mean, I guess my least favorite thing is that it is very similar to A New Hope. It's not, it, to me, it doesn't feel like an original Star Wars story. Like, I feel like all the other episodes each or something different but this one i know it's a, i know it's a new story but hello uh but i think it takes too much i think it i don't think they were confident enough to make a new star wars story to continue the story without having to take the core mechanic of the first one that made it so great with the star killer base yeah because star killer base is never mentioned it's just in it was this never one. mentioned. They before, just they needed they needed something they knew would be that would work. And I think that's right. my like I don't think you needed Starkiller base. I don't think you did. I think you could have done something different. Made some new people. New bad guy. Call the day. Well, especially they could have had the whole thing still happen and have it be a giant base full of like 
TIE fighters and stuff, and it was just like, oh my gosh, look how much they've amassed, and look how our resistance doesn't have, like, anything. We'll get to that later. But anyway, that's my criticism. So that was your least favorite part? I don't really have a least favorite part of them. I mean, it's a fun movie. Yeah, no, no, I agree. I love it. I guess it. my least favorite part, spoiler alert, when Han dies, I punched my friend who was sitting next to me. I was so upset. In but I face. also did the Star Wars marathon that they had when Episode 7 came out. So that was at watching 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 into 7. That was rough. Not yeah. as rough as all the episodes. I missed 8 because I was working at Disney and I couldn't get off. But, um, uh, that's traumatic. That was traumatic. <laughs> When Han died. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That was your least favorite part. I know he had to die. Like, he didn't want to be in it. Kylo's. I think he wanted to be in it. He doesn't like being Han. Why? He was over it. Oh. But he's okay with being Indiana Jones for, like, ever. Ever. Again, because it's gonna something else is gonna come out fairly soon. He's fine with it being forever. It was. it, It is an important part of the movie, yes, because it's when Kylo realizes that he does it because he needs to do it to fully go to the dark side at that moment because you need to do something to fully turn yourself because he hadn't fully turned yourself yeah so he but that's why han holds his hand and helps him because han knows that he needs to kill him right so i it's a very important scene it's just sad but i don't want han to die (laughs) no no i get that Least favorite scene? Like, I don't, I don't really care where Ray came from. As far as like her whole like bartering, I'm not rolling the, my eyes at you. The bartering <laughs> system part, like she was doing, and like how she they were getting food. I really, it did not make me like her more, and it did not make me dislike her. I just didn't think it was needed. But another part would be I didn't I didn't like how much Leia was not in the movie. I wanted her to be in it more. But that's just normal. That's all. Fair, fair. What about you? So as much as I like the sequel trilogy, I think my least favorite part about a new the Force Awakens. <laughs> a, new, a new Force Awakens. Awkward. I think my least favorite part is it gave, it started off by giving us so many little, little hints and the, so many little storylines they could have followed. So many ideas that could have sprouted into something big and awesome that never saw the light of day. Hold on to that. Hold on to the we'll, let it fuel you. We'll get to that. There's a reason why that happens. Yep, and we'll get into that. <sighs> wow. That's my least favorite part. Okay. Oh, also, I for because now I get to talk about it. Um, so Han getting killed was spoiled for me pretty fast because everyone was sitting in the break room at work, and I was just sitting down, and a friend pops down, and he's like, everyone's seen the, seen the new Star Wars, and I was a second away from saying no. And he's like, man, when they killed Han Solo off, and I was like, uh. And you didn't tell me either. No, I was like, I was like, buddy, I haven't seen it yet. And he was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, you got it. Just, uh. 
I you gotta to pause just... when you ask that question. Cause like I'm not I'm not one of those people who's like, oh no spoilers ever. But like it was like the day after. He would have died. If I was there, he would have died. It was like there's certain I don't I hate spoilers in general, but there's mm-hmm. certain things that you will not spoil. And I'm very good about seeing things day of. Very good about it. But there are certain things you don't spoil for me. You don't spoil Star Wars. It's like it's like everyone's seen the Star Wars movie, right? Okay, did you know Han Solo dies? That was literally it. It should have been, has everyone seen the Star Wars movie? Pause. Wait for response. Okay, cool. Jerk. (sighs) All right, so we're heading back around to... Well, hold on, hold on. Take, I want you to try something. Take not eight and nine. So don't talk about the storylines that were never finished. Is there something you don't like in the movie? Because that's a good criticism. But it wouldn't take place when the first mo- when the movie first came out, right? Um, mm, no, there's actually like like quite honestly, it's one of my favorite Star Wars films mm-hmm. by itself. I really enjoy it, so it's it's really hard for me to find a least. I'm sure if I watched it again, I'd be like, mm, okay, that's it. I think it's a good movie to introduce the new generation into Star Wars. I agree. To finish off the trilogy. Yeah, oh, you know what my my thing is? It's um or the saga. The the part in when they're at Maz's ca- cantina and the characters are having their internal struggle, which is good and they all need it. But Finn and Ray are both like they seem so lost and Finn's like, "No, I want to leave. I want to leave." And it makes sense because of his characterization because he's like, "I've seen what they can do." I like but I feel like it would have been so good to have him not be a coward in that moment. Be like, like have that internal dialogue, but have it be like Ray, who's like, no, I got to go and find out like what's going on and have him be like, no, we got to stay instead of being the reverse. Mm-hmm. I think that would have, I think I would have liked that more. Yeah. Now you may move us on. Now we're going to wrap back around. <laughs> We're going to go for Larry's recap. Corner. Corner. I was pausing for dramatic effect. No, I couldn't remember. (laughs) So this is episode eight. You get two and a half minutes. minutes. If it wouldn't be four, you split it in half last time. I'm in control. Episode eight, The Last Jedi. Do you want two and a half minutes, or do you want four? I, you know what? I'm just going to go as fast as go I can. Go with three, right in the middle. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. <clears throat> Wait, hold on. Oh, I guess I'll restart. Ready? Go. Shortly after the Battle of Starkiller Base, General Leia Organa is leading the Resistance forces in evacuating their base when the First Order fleet arrives. Against Leia's orders, Poe Dameron leads a costly counterattack that destroys the First Order Dreadnought. The remaining Resistance escapes into hyperspace, but the First Order uses a device to track them and attacks again. Kylo Ren hesitates to fire on the lead Resistance ship after sensing his mother Leia's presence on board, but his wingmen destroy the bridge, killing most of the Resistance leaders. Leia is dragged into space but survives by using the Force. While Leia recovers, Vice Admiral Holdo assumes 
command of the resistance. Running low on fuel, the remaining fleet is pursued by the First Order. On Octu, Ray attempts to recruit Luke Skywalker to the Resistance. Under self-imposed exile, Luke refuses to help and says that Jedi should end. After encouragement from R2-D2, he agrees to give Ray three, Ray three lessons in the ways of the Force. Ray and Kylo begin communicating through the Force, which puzzles them both. Kylo tells Ray that Luke feared his power. Luke confesses that he momentarily contemplated killing Kylo upon sensing that Snoke was corrupting him, which prompted Kylo to destroy Luke's new Jedi Order. Convinced that Kylo can be redeemed, Ray leaves Octu. Luke prepares to burn the Jedi Library, but hesitates. The spirit of Luke's master, Yoda, appears and destroys the library by summoning a bolt of lightning. He encourages Luke to learn from his failure. Meanwhile, Poe entrusts Finn, Mechanic, Rose, and BB-8 with a secret mission to disable the First Order's tracking device. Maz Kanata directs them to the casino town of Canto Blight, where they meet the hacker DJ. Pursued by the local security, they escape Canto Bight with the help of stable hand children and racing animals they set free. Finn, Rose, and DJ infiltrate Snow's flagship but are ca- captured by Captain Phasma. Kylo brings Ray to Snoke, who reveals they have connect- that he connected their minds to discover Luke's whereabouts. Holdo plans to evacuate the remaining members of the Resistance using small transport vessels. Believing her plan cowardly and futile, Poe leads a mutiny. A recovered Leia stuns Poe with a blaster and proceeds with the evacuation. Holdo remains aboard the ship as a decoy to mislead Snoke's fleet as the others flee to abandoned base on Crate. DJ Bice's freedom by revealing the Resistance plans to General Hux, and the First Order fleet begins firing on the evacuation transports, destroying many. Ordered to kill Ray, Kylo instead kills Snoke and defeats his Praetorian guard with her help. He Ray hopes that Kylo has abandoned the dark side, but he instead asks her to rule the galaxy with him. Refusing, she battles him for control of Luke's lightsaber, bisecting the weapon. Holdo sacrifices herself by slicing through Snoke's flagship at light speed, crippling the First Order fleet. Ray escapes the destruction while Kylo declares himself supreme leader. BB-8 frees Finn and Rose. They defeat Phasma and join the survivors on crate. When the First Order arrives, both Finn and Rose attack with the obsolete speeders. Ray and Chewbacca draw TIE fighters away with the Millennium Falcon while Rose stops Finn from sacrificing himself. The First Order penetrates the Resistance Fortress using a siege cannon. Luke appears and confronts the First Order, allowing the surviving Resistance to escape. Kylo orders the First Order's forces to fire on Luke, but they fail to harm him. He then engages Luke in a lightsaber duel. Upon striking Luke, Kylo realizes that Luke is not physically present but projecting his image through the Force. Rey helps the remaining Resistance escape on the Falcon. Exhausted, Luke dies peacefully on Octo, becoming one with the Force. Rey and Leia sense his death, and Leia tells Rey that the Resistance can rise again. At Canto Bite, the Stable Hands recount the story of Luke Skywalker. Afterwards, one of them moves a broom with the Force and gazes into space. <sighs> That's it. Three minutes and twelve seconds that time. I am. Uh, I'm pretty consistent with this. Yeah. All right. Last time Jeff went first, so we'll start at the other end, babe. Favorite part. So my favorite part is um, getting to see Luke do a bunch of stuff. Like, I really liked Luke in this movie. Drinking some animal milk. Because he's just so sassy. And then the final duel when when it's him and Kylo and he's just like, just bring it, Kylo. And Kylo's just super mad. And then Luke's like, I was never here. <laughs> it was the best. Um, Jeff. No, we'll go you next. No. We're going backwards. Yeah, we're going backwards. Oh, now it's you next. That's true. Uh, favorite part. <gasps> Honestly, because just because I didn't like the character, I thought it was stupid. Kylo killing Snoke. Snoke meant absolutely nothing to me. Like, he... I didn't care about him at all. 
Um, him killing, you know, him killing Snoke was good. Um, and then Leia shooting Poe, I really liked. Yeah, pretty much. And again, I do like the movie. There's just particular parts. Jeff? My favorite part is when purple-haired lady goes light speed through the ship. Because that was badass. Like, they've never done that before. And, like, got real quiet. And it was just like, pew! And it was like, pew! Like, that was real cool. She was a lifesaver. No, she was still stupid. But she did one good thing. Is that your only favorite part? Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like you have more to talk about than in, in, with the next question. That's all I like. <laughs> Babe, least favorite part. Uh, so this is the beginning of them not capitalizing on things. And, like, I think that's where I kind of started falling off the thing. Because they introduced Rose as a character, and I like Rose. But their whole side mission on this planet to be like, see, the Empire is bad and money corrupts. Like, well, yes, but that could have been in an episode of Clone Wars or The Resistance or, you know, that, that was a side mission. Honestly, most of it felt like a side mission. Honestly, most of the film. An hour-long side mission. An hour-long <laughs> side mission. This is where they were grinding to get levels, while the main story, like, everyone's just waiting to get Doesn't progress? Story. Yeah. It just, Sorry, I, this is your time, not my time. Continue. So, because the, the, there was so much, because, like, when they introduced Rey and... Um, Kylo talking via the force I really thought the editing in that was amazing it was super fun the way they shot it especially because it becomes such a big point in the next film I thought that was really cool but like eh, it just it kind of it they were doing this whole cat and mouse thing but even with all of the action it felt like the story would just was kind of stopped for a bit without really raising any new questions except for Ray being like it's really important that I find out my heritage. And then Kylo's like, uh, it doesn't matter. You're nobody. Like, I'll talk about my thing with that in the next film. But, like, why do you care so much, Ray? My turn? She cares because she was abandoned. Right, she does care because she's abandoned. True. There's a whole thing. She does care. There's a lot of reasons why she cares. But in this moment, when she's just trying to be like, let's save the resistance. And then she's like, but wait, hold on. Oh, I thought you meant in general. No, no, no. Oh. I, totally get, <laughs> okay. I totally get her abandonment okay. issues. Okay, I was like... like 100% <laughs> get her abandonment issues. But it felt like the whole time she was on the island, she was like, Luke, come on, we gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go. And then he's like, open yourself to the force. Like, just think about it for a bit. And then she was like, mm, I do have a lot of trauma that I can unpack. <laughs> and and that's totally fine, but it did feel like that in addition to everything else, and no questions were asked or answered. It was just all like, yeah, we were kind of asking this in the last movie. Thank you. You're My up. least favorite part. Force Leia. <laughs> Again... I think I've made it very clear that I adore Leia and she's my favorite character in the Star Wars universe. But 
it doesn't make sense how someone <laughs> who is a semi-force user, not even semi, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being she uses the force a lot, to 1 being she doesn't, she's like a 2. And then for her to all of a sudden, on the edge of death, use the force. It just doesn't make sense to me. What if it was this? Wait, hold on. Okay. That doesn't make sense to me. And it just looked like they were just trying to make it to where Leia used the force. least favorite part i think they try and clear that up because she does train with luke so she is trained right it's just never really mentioned so it's super random but i'm sorry if anybody gets ejected into space you're not going to be able to and is unconscious because when she gets back when she gets to the place she's asleep for five hours She's asleep for a while i it What were you going to say, Larry? So, <laughs> I... Th- yeah, because that's part of that's that's part of one of the, the issues of they didn't capitalize on things. What if we saw her doing just little hints of, wait, was that Leia using the Force in The Force Awakens? Could you imagine? Right. They had pre... Because pre- we know she's Force-sensitive. In The Empire Strikes Back, she's like, wait, hold on. I know and where in the is. Return of the Jedi, also. Yep, I, we, she gets feelings and stuff. Like we we know she's force sensitive, but you can't like in everything that has ever in starting with New Hope, all that, and then also going back to the other, the and, first three. You you never see anyone unconscious or dead use the force. Yeah. Well, dead, yes, but that's only like. But that's like I've tapped. They into are the living dead, force. dead. Like they are dead. Yeah. They are a they are a blue, or a hologram type looking thing. Okay. What if that... Leia wasn't there yet? Mm-mm. She was just unconscious, and she probably would have. Well, she was almost frozen. She was probably dead. Let's be real. Okay. She was in space long enough. That and she was ejected from a plane. Or, I mean, not a plane. A ship that got ship. blown up. Exactly. They just. If if they would have done anything to show that she, to me, being able to use the force while you're unconscious, would make you a very high level Jedi, force sensitive person. And I would have understood that if she had ever done anything. Which she may have. In non-movie canon, in, like, uh, extended universe, she does stuff. But that's not what we're seeing. No. if I think what it was leading up to was the third of this trilogy was supposed to be mostly about Leia. She was supposed to be, like, the main Skywalker. Well, she was the only Skywalker left in this trio. And then, of course, Carrie Fisher died. So they had to change it. I just. What were you gonna say, babe? 
So imagine, if you will, if this had happened instead. Like, let, let me know if this fan idea works any better. They blast the ship, it explodes, and everyone's like, oh my god, Leia. And then it cuts to her, like, hold, kind of like holding the room together, awake, conscious, but holding the room she's in together long enough for someone to, like, grab her and pull her into a room, and then she passes out from the effort. That would have made... Uh, no, see, okay, see, even that... For her to just all of a sudden, I think the thing that's bothering that bothers me most is that all, of, all of a sudden, yes, we know that as a Skywalker's they are very force sensitive, but this shit was all of a sudden. Yeah, there was okay. no training. I could see, go that on doesn't and on. work either because then she would have had to save everybody. She wouldn't have just saved herself, right? And there's also something called the vacuum of space. <laughs> I don't think she could hold off the vacuum of space. I mean, if she was that powerful of a Jedi, but you know what? She's a powerful enough Jedi to send herself back in the ship and hit the button to open the door. In the exact direction that she was supposed to be in. Anyways, that's my least favorite part. And yes, everyone, you know that I love Leia. And I'm very sorry that this is my least favorite part. But it was not her fault. It was the writer's fault. And the director's fault. So, Jeff. Le- <laughs> I feel like I'm Hold really- my weave. <laughs> All right. Least favorite part. Everything. I'm just kidding. The movie starts saying they only have like 12 hours of fuel. Uh-huh. This movie takes place over the course of days. Of days. Three days on whatever planet they're on with Luke, which I understand it's somewhere else in the galaxy, but that is still three days. Time is time. It takes longer than 12 hours for Finn and Rose to probably get on the ship, do everything they're doing there, go over there, and come all the way back. Now, wait a minute. Where are you getting three days from? Luke? She slept like three times on that planet. Yes, but that didn't have to be... Wait, was it... I'm trying to line up the timeline in my head because... Maybe the timeline doesn't make sense. Sh- no, it doesn't make sense. Because either way, Ray comes back. So that's three days in, in Ray's world. I don't care where you are in the galaxy. Time might move a little different depending where you are. But three days is three fucking days. And 12 hours, I would say, would be 12 hours. Yes. The rest of the timelines line up fine. Because no, the, the, the casino takes place over one night. But Which is longer what? than 12 hours! Right, but it doesn't go back to day. It goes from, hey, it's kind of getting dark, to, hey, it's nighttime. So, like, theirs lines up timeline-wise. It doesn't. But not when you include everyone else. Basically, the timelines don't saying. sync up at all. You, 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 no, nothing no. makes sense. Because they specifically say we only have 12 hours of fuel left. Like, that was the whole thing at the beginning. Like, we can't jump again because we'll run out of fuel. So we only have 12 hours. So let's punch it to try and get to... Sand planet. Red sand planet. Another. I can't remember what planet. it's called. Anyway, that's my first problem. <laughs> then it's Leia. That's my next problem. That was stupid when she was a superhero. <laughs> I don't like that they made Hux a joke in this movie. Because I think he could have been developed into a very good character. Mm-hmm. And they just made him a joke. Like they- when Snoke slams him against the ground, spins him around, and pulls him up. During they that one someone meeting. expendable. And they made him a joke. 
joke. And I don't think that's right for his character. No, I agree. But I'm not done. <laughs> well, I was going to add on to that I, because essentially he had the potential to become another um, uh, Tarkin. Tarkin. Mm-hmm. Because he he had the the cruel level headedness mm-hmm. with a, just a tinge of rage that and made him so good at being a first order leader. He became a joke, straight up joke. Second, third, third. fourth, fifth. I don't know. The third. casino timelines. Casino's dumb. Sorry, it's dumb. I hate Luke in this movie. It's not Luke. I don't care what anybody says. That would not be the character progression of Luke fucking Skywalker. He would not do that. He would never try and kill his pupil. He saved his dad from the dark. The biggest badass in the universe. And he's like, no, there's still some good in him. Oh, but my nephew? Ah, shit. I think there's a little dark side in him. Let's fucking cut his head off. Like, no. That's not Luke. It's not. He he went from zero to 60 real quick. It's not Luke. And Luke wouldn't just up and fucking die. He would first off, Luke would have shown up. Real Luke would have shown up. He would have been like, listen, I'll go. I'll take care of it. It's fine. I don't think Luke would have died from a force projection, though. I know it takes a lot of the force to do the force projection, but I don't think it would have killed him. Especially because, like, and I and I agree with you, but I'm gonna throw you in what they thought. They're like, we're gonna roll with the same force rules that Leia's operating on, which is amazing force stuff with, oh, that made me real tired. And then Luke was like, I'm so tired, I'm just gonna... I'm just gonna up and die like Yoda did. Like, I fuck these kids, I'm going out. I'm just gonna go to my bed and... Um... God, I hate this whole movie. Um... The the purple, blue-haired bitch, I don't remember what color her hair is. She's dumb. I hate her. Like, yeah, Poe was an asshole, but she was a big-ass bitch the whole movie. Like, oh my god, I hated her. She was... I just belittled everyone. Yeah, she was not a very good leader. So the problem is... They tried to do three different directors for a trilogy. Which is a stupid fucking idea. Right, they should have kept one. They should have kept J.J. Mm -hmm. Because he did a good job with The Force Awakens. But then when Johnson took over, he didn't want to listen to anybody. And that's the problem. He did his own Star Wars movie, which is fine. Except... When you're the setup movie for the last movie, this doesn't set up anything. It doesn't do anything. Like, I know I said that about episode one, but this movie literally does nothing. Like, nothing. At all. At all. Like... It takes the opening titles to understand what is going on in ep- in the last um, the last episode of the trilogy. It's just dumb. In order... To- because the second episode did nothing. We build up this whole relationship with Finn and Rose, which we'll get into in episode nine, that takes place on the whole movie, the whole fucking movie. They try and find this code breaker. The best part's Maz. Sorry, the best part's Maz when she shows up on the little hologram. She's like, oh, you gotta go find my friend. And then they go try and find him and they get the wrong fucking guy. That was dumb. It was all dumb. The whole movie's dumb. It's just dumb. I'm sorry, it's dumb. It's a bad movie. Like, it's Star Wars, so I guess I can't hate Star Wars. It's not... It's my least favorite movie, probably. But it took me three times to watch it before I appreciated it. And it shouldn't take me three fucking times to watch the movie to appreciate it. And the only thing you appreciate about it is that it was a Star Wars movie. Yes. And I'll get into, when we start talking about Episode Nine, what the problems with Eight really is. 
But eight contributes nothing. They get the end of the move. I guess the first order wins, but they don't because at the end, everybody it's a stalemate still. Everybody's like, "Oh, we're all here. We are the rebellion." And I'm like, "Okay, like, <laughs> welcome to the show. You've been that the yeah. entire time." Yeah, and it's like. Why is Luke drinking titty milk? That was a whole thing. He's smiling while doing it. Like, I love Mark Hamill. Like, I love him. But Mark like, Hamill played no matter what kind of look they he did. He hates episode eight. He does. And, like, eventually he was like, so I disagreed with what they did, but I still like playing Luke. Yeah, but he does not like the characterization. That no, Luke Because it's, not, it's Luke. not Luke. They made him super mean. But it's not Luke. Yeah, that's the problem. It's not Luke. Like, that's not... I mean, Luke, Luke was does, still a very calm person. In the extended universe, he does go to the dark side for a hot second. But he does come back. But he's still, like, he would never try and kill. But we never had that journey here. That was never a journey Luke got to go on, and we didn't get to see it. I think no. it was the director's point of view, and the director... It didn't seem to me like the director was a fan of Star Wars. He just did his own thing and didn't listen to anybody else's advice. That's the problem. That's why they brought J.J. back, because some other guy was supposed to direct episode nine. Yeah. But they brought J.J. back because they were like, this is a hot fucking mess. Yeah. Well, and then also Carrie Fisher died, so they needed to come up with something else. I thought they had filmed her scenes for episode nine already. They filmed some of her scenes, but a lot of... It's CGI. uh, A lot of the work is CGI, and it's leftover material that they didn't use in The Last Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like like I said earlier, it was supposed to be a Leia-centric movie. Yeah. And then the scenes they had didn't necessarily 100% fit in with the movie they were making. Well, when we when we start talking about 9-2, there's a lot of things that they had to do in 9 to clear up episode 8 because episode 8 made it fun. And then they tell you that Ray's does, parents don't matter? That was stupid. Oh, you're nobody. You can, do you want to talk about it now or you're going to wait till next episode? I'm going to wait till the next episode okay. because I'm going to bring to you my... Two timelines. Oh, and I then know. they bring the Force-sensitive kid at the end. And never do anything with it ever again. And now, welcome to Larry's... This is Larry's last... Re- oh, no, are you going to... Well, he'll probably I'll, I'll recap. recap other things. Larry's but this recap. this is my last big recap. Larry's recap corner with Star Wars Episode Nine: <laughs> The Rise of... Skywalker. Skywalker. That's what Skywalker. I said. That's how that's said in the Star Wars unit. It's not Skywalker. It's Skywalker. What if it was? What but, if every, we, but everyone in the movies call them Skywalker. What if, what if it's like a weird like English translation version, but you watch it like in a different language and it's like Skywalker? Anyway, give us a recap. So don't forget, last time, first time was 12, 13, second time was 12. He needs like three. 10 minutes to recap this one because this one clears up a lot of stuff. And go. Following a threat of revenge by the revived Emperor Palpatine, Kylo Ren obtains a Sith Wayfinder, leading him to the uncharted planet Exegol. There he finds Palpatine, who reveals that he created Snoke as a puppet to control the First Order and lure Kylo to the dark side. Palpatine unveils the Final Order, a secret armada of Star Destroyers, and tells Kylo to find and kill Rey, who is continuing her Jedi training under Resistance leader Leia Organa. Finn and Poe Dameron deliver intelligence from a spy that Palpatine is on Exegol. Rey has learned from... 
Luke Skywalker's notes the Sith Wayfinder can lead them there. Ray, Finn, Poe, Chewbacca, BB-8, and C-3PO depart in the Millennium Falcon to Pasana, where they, a clue to the Wayfinder is hidden. Kylo initiates a force bond with Ray to discover her location. He travels to Pasana with his warrior subordinates, the Knights of Ren, with the help of Lando Calrissian. Ray and her friends find a clue, a dagger inscribed with Sith text, which C-3PO's programming forbids him from interpreting, and the remains of a Jedi hunter named Ochi and his ship. Ray senses Kylo nearby and faces him. First Order captures the Falcon, Chewbacca, and the dagger, attempting to shave Chewbacca. Ray accidentally destroys the First Order transport with Force Lightning. Believing Chewbacca to be dead, the group escapes on Ochi's ship. The group travels to Kichimi, where Droid Smith extracts the Sith text from C-3PO's memory, revealing coordinates to a Wayfinder. Ray senses Chewbacca is alive, and the group mounts a rescue mission to Kylo's Star Destroyer. Ray discovers the dagger and has visions of Ochi killing her parents with it. Kylo informs her that she is Palpatine's granddaughter. The Sith Lord has ordered Ochi to recover Ray as a child, but her parents hit her on Jakku to protect her. General Hux saves Poe, Finn, Chewbacca from execution, revealing himself as the spy. He permits the group to escape on the Falcon, but is discovered and killed by Allegiant General Pride. The group flies on the Falcon to the Wayfinder's coordinates on a moon in the Endor system. Ray retrieves the Wayfinder from the remains of the second Death Star, but she is met by Kylo, who destroys the Wayfinder and duels her. In a dying act, Leia calls to Kylo through the Force, distracting him as Ray impales him. Sensing Leia's death, Ray heals Kylo and takes his ship to exile herself on Octu. There, Luke's Force spirit encourages Ray to face Palpatine and gives her Leia's lightsaber. Ray leaves her Ray leaves for Exegol on Luke's X-wing fighter, using the Wayfinder from Kylo's ship. Meanwhile, Kylo converses with the memory of his father, Han Solo. He throws away his lightsaber and reclaims his identity as Ben Solo. Sensing Leia's death and Ben's redemption, Palpatine sends one of his super laser-equipped Star Destroyers to destroy Kijimi as a show of force. Ray transmits her coordinates to R2-D2, allowing the Resistance, now led by Poe and Finn, to follow her to Exegol. There she confronts Palpatine. He demands that she kill him, allowing her his spirit to pass into her. Lando brings reinforcements from across the galaxy to join the battle. Ben overpowers the Knights of Ren and joins Rey, but Palpatine drains her power to rejuvenate himself. He incapacitates Ben and attacks the Resistance fleet with Force Lightning. While weakened, Rey hears the voices of past Jedi who lend her their strength. Uh, their strength, Palpatine attacks her with lightning, but Rey deflects it using Luke and Leia's lightsabers, killing Palpatine before dying himself. Uh, before dying herself. Ben uses the Force to revive her at the cost of his own life. They share a kiss before he dies. The Resistance defeats Palpatine's armada, while people across the galaxy rise up against the First Order. The Resistance returns to their base as they celebrate. After the celebration, Rey visits Luke's abandoned childhood home on Tatooine, buries his and Leia's lightsabers. A passerby asks her name. As the spirits of Luke and Leia watch, she replies, Rey Skywalker. Alan, you can go first this time. 319... Ah, uh, seven minutes slower. Yeah, but there's a lot. That was a lot. Alan, you're first. Me first. Okay, so my favorite part of this movie... Jeez. Oh, Gosh, I had it right in my head, and I was like, meh. One, I liked the shock value and the surprise factor that... Ray was Palpatine's granddaughter. I thought that was a nice, like, <gasps> oh my god, like Luke, I am your father type thing. Also, I liked seeing Leia train as a Jedi. Loved that. That was so cool to me. And also her her lightsaber, which can't find anywhere. And if anyone knows where I can get one. Let me know. 
Because I want Leia's lightsaber because I think it's beautiful. They don't sell it in Disney? They don't sell it at Disney. Hmm. Not yet. They had like a Luke and Leia set on May 4th, but it was like $350 for both of them. And it came in this like super nice box and everything. I'm like, I'm not about to spend I don't want Luke's lightsaber. We could have split it. I would have taken Luke's. That was a lot. Um, so those are my two favorite parts. Yes. I'll go next. Okay. My favorite part is the end. No, I'm just kidding. No. Um, is that uh, it wasn't episode the, eight? <laughs> it's near the end. Um, it's when Poe's just really down, and they're like, "We lost. Like everything's bad." And then Lando just says, um, "We're all here," or whatever he says, and they all fucking show up. I did cry at that. I cried one. I think it was because. A, I've been awake for 30, like 30 hours, so my body just couldn't handle anything. But it's such, the music swells. Into the theme. Right at that point. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just a huge swell, and it is a lot of emotions, because all the ships from the entire series, like Clone Wars and everything, are just popping up and everything like that. And it was just like, it's such an emotional moment. Mm-hmm. I did cry. That's my favorite part. I, like like I said, that wasn't like my super favorite part. It is in my top like three, so it would have been the third one I said. But I cried. Cried like a baby. I cried. I cried real I didn't cry that long. I put myself back together. But oh, yeah, I cried. I was but, like, this is awesome. Yeah. There were tears coming down my face. Especially I, seeing all of the ships. The ships mm-hmm. were just so cool. And you could go like, oh my god, I know that one. I know that one. I know where that one's from. Mm-hmm. So that was good. Babe, your favorite part? Um, my favorite part is Right after that, where Palpatine drains Ray of the Force uh, of her energy and stuff, and she's laying there, and all the Jedi are like, "Ray, you have to get up. Like, we're gonna give you our strength, but you have to do this." And you and like, because unless you're listening with subtitles, you had to recognize their voice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like when we first watched it, we were both like, oh, 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 "Was that Ahsoka? Oh, yeah." Oh, oh. And then when we got to see it with subtitles and we're like, oh, that was her. Uh, yes. That was really cool. Friggin' yes, Ahsoka. Yeah, that was. There were so many big, like, fan moments that they threw into this film that, that I really enjoyed. But that was probably the biggest one. Uh-huh. Least favorite, Alan. Actually, I'm getting super teary already. About your least favorite? Seeing Leia die on screen. Oh. R2-D2 got so I sad. just really liked her. <laughs> like, I know that Carrie Fisher was dead, and I was I was already having, like, a super dramatic feeling about that. And then seeing her, like... Fade away? It was just sad. And I'm crying right now. It's so stupid, because it's been a long time. But, like... She was. She is one of my favorite characters. In everything, um, and just seeing it finally happen after, of course, you know the end of episode eight. It was dedicated to our princess, bald like a fucking baby. I'm not even gonna lie to you. People were walking out of the theater, and I'm crying. 
They're probably like, that movie sucked. Why is this guy crying? <laughs> and then finally seeing it on after I know it was like, it's like I've told you about my Mufasa moment, knowing he's going to die and still crying. I knew Leia was going to die. <sighs> and then Chewie being all sad and then R2 and then the metal being on her and everything. It was just... It was super sad. That was my least favorite moment for, like, an actual theatrical standpoint. But, like, as far as things going on in the movie that I didn't like... I didn't like that Hux was a traitor to the First Order. I didn't like that. I hated that. That made no sense. Never in the history of Star Wars has there been a traitor like that, right? For a very shallow reason. It makes sense for his character progression because of episode eight. Because he hates Kylo. That's the only reason he did it is because he hates Kylo. Because when before Kylo makes himself Supreme chan- uh, chan- uh, Chancellor? Supreme Leader. Supreme, Supreme Leader. Leader. Hux thought he was. When they're inside the... Um, uh, the Red Room? AT-AT? Uh-huh. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Their version is the AT-ATs. Like, that's when uh, Kylo slams him against the wall. Like, Hux thought he was in charge. But Kylo's like, no, I am. And that's where he really starts to hate him. And the only reason he's a traitor is because he hates Kylo. Which only makes reason. sense. But if you think about it, don't you think Kylo would have known... I think Kylo was too busy doing other things to care. Um, just, the pride agree. guy knew. The what? The pride. Pride is that his name? Yeah. Pride knew. Um, that's why he gets him killed. Because uh, he's the one that kills Hux. Yes, he knew. He, yeah, I just um, when you think, and that just I did, I thought it was like yes, it made sense. I just thought it was Kylo stupid. probably told Pride. I don't know. I I'm sure Kylo knew, but he probably didn't care that much. Um. It is dumb because, but it's not him betraying the First Order. It's, it's just him betraying Kylo. Yes. Because he's probably hoping that they can kill Kylo and then he can just take over. Right, right. But yeah, no, that, that's why, that's why, like, I just didn't like it as far as it goes. I'm going to let you go next, even though it should be me. I'm going to let you go next. <laughs> so, I really liked this film. I liked watching it, but with how I wanted it to go, there's so many of my least favorite parts. Hmm. If I had to narrow it down, though. <clears throat> On a personal, it just bugs me level, I like Dominic, and I liked getting to see him in a Star Wars film because it's been forever since The Lord of the Rings. And it was like, oh, hey, you're Mary. But he took Rose's role from her. They slimmed Rose's character down, her all of her parts, to just a couple lines here and there when they did made her such a big deal in the previous film, and they gave all of her lines to him. Who is he? Uh, he's he's just a, a resistance dude. He, he played Mary in The Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I know, but I can't remember him in the movie. No, exactly. Like... They should have just left it with Rose. They made her such a big deal. Nobody liked Rose. I liked Rose. I I thought she represented 
what what the 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 difference between the rebellion and the resistance. The resistance is like, no guys, it's not over yet. The rebellion was like, guys, we've had enough. But the resistance was it was rekindling that fire, and that's kind of what happened with her. So I think that I think they just did I think they did everyone wrong in this film. Everyone got screwed. Oh, that was my least favorite part. The kiss. The stupid friggin' unnecessarily Raylo kiss. There was no reason those two should have gotten together. There was absolutely no romance between the two of them. They were a bad match. Kylo was abusive the entire time. The only thing that even kind of redeemed him is that he gave his life so that she could live. And even then, he still had to die. And there was no reason for them to kiss. None. It was awful and terrible, and I hate it. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. hate it all right jeff i feel like this is a time you've been waiting for no i like this movie i like episode nine um they did the knights of ren dirty they did because they're basically non-existent they mentioned them then they killed them they did them dirty literally these are the knights of ren goodbye kyle kills them so but they got action figures though yeah, because they're actually really cool. Yeah, no, I thought they were really cool. They should have been used more. Well, here's the thing. Episode 9 is episode 8 and episode 9 put together. Here's my defense. Episode 8 should be the beginning of 9 up until they get to the Death Star. That is episode 8. It's a great setup. It leads everything leading up to the climax of Star Wars, of the saga. And then from... The Death Star stuff all the way to the end of the movie, because that could be a whole movie by itself. You can flush out all the rest of the storylines. You can finish off the Knights of Ren. You can do everything, and you don't have to rush the end of the movie. I think that would be give you enough time to develop why Palpatine's back. All of this stuff, you can go into better stuff. Luke wouldn't be dead. Luke could help out. I think there's a bunch of things. I think it's two movies in one. And I also think that's why there's so much stuff jammed down your throat during the entire movie that it can feel confusing or a little lost at some. Yeah, jarring and a little lost at some times. But I honest to God think it's episode eight, episode nine put together of what JJ's original view was because episode nine pretty much erases episode eight. Like, I'm sorry, but he does. It really does. He just kind of. Throws it out the window, and it's like, oh, here's a new Star Wars movie, and it can, it can be both. I think it can, it's what both should have been. I agree. That's how I feel. Man, I was expecting so much more. No, I. You know, I my least favorite part of this episode is I wanted Jeff to rant more. I thought he was gonna pick one episode, eight. and well, yeah, but you didn't even rant that much. Because I know you guys like episode eight, and I really didn't want to get I, to a fight. We, I don't. <laughs> I I don't dislike. I how, how do I say? I like episode eight, but I like it because it's a Star Wars movie. You could have ranted on about however much you wanted to. If the, if you felt that serious about it, this is your only time to rant about it. I just don't like eight, and I I I think I've established that. Yeah, I think I ranted more about episode one 
Yeah. Because episode one's done. Well, I think but, when we do this episode, or when we talk about the three as, as, as a whole, like how we would rank them, I think we're going to be in a little bit more of agreement than I thought we would be. Yeah. Well, I just... I think episode nine erases episode eight, but it's because episode eight doesn't contribute anything. It's just like how I feel if you did two and three and just got rid of one, you'd be fine. You could literally watch episode seven and then watch episode nine and be fine because nothing happens in eight. Mm-hmm. Except Luke dies and Kylo becomes supreme. See, and that's the other thing, too. They could have developed Snoke more. And I think that, because Snoke's stupid in the trilogy right now. And, like, yes, he's a puppet, but you could have developed it more. Like, if you read into the comics, they uh, released a comic of, like, Kylo's kind of origin. It's about him with Snoke and how Snoke's really making molding him into Kylo Ren. It's where he meets the Knights of Ren and joins the Knights of Ren. There's a whole extended universe about it that makes everything make sense now if you go back and watch the movies. But without that... Because you got some random fucker coming in and writing his own Star Wars movie, not taking from the source material he just had, it doesn't make sense. No, I agree. My favorite thing is before Episode Eight came out, they greenlit Johnson for his own Star Wars trilogy, not in this part of the galaxy, somewhere else. And then Episode Eight came out, and they canceled it. They took it away. Literally, very quickly after it came out, he was like, boom. And I feel terrible for Solo because episode eight made nobody want to go see Solo. And that's why it did so. I mean, it's not a good movie, but that that's next week. I shouldn't say that. I should probably rewatch Solo because now that I'm like separated from eight now because eight was still fresh because it only came out a couple months after nobody wanted to go see Solo because we all hated episode eight. So I think that did Solo dirty. We'll talk about that next week. We'll watch Solo before we talk about it again yeah but anyway um i think nine is episodes eight and nine i'm okay with that i agree i oh no i agree oh and it's also dumb that she said she her last name was skywalker i thought that was stupid i, I mean no one could face her on it you know i mean none of the skywalkers are alive so they can't they can't be like um excuse me c3po just left the end um excuse me it's not though it's palpatine <laughs> Ray, Ray, Ray Palpatine. Why are you lying to this old beggar woman? I don't know. It's just, I get it. But it's dumb. It's, to me, like, I was okay with it because it's more of like a... She was, she couldn't choose, she she couldn't pick her family. But now she has picked her family. And they took her in. And they, you know, and that's why I think I'm okay with it. Oh, ran about your nobody before we forget. Oh yes, so I'm of two Didn't minds. Need to cut you off there. I'm of. You're fine. That was all I had to say. Two <laughs> minds when it comes to Last Jedi into Rise of Skywalker. I absolutely agree. I think they should have kept one director for all three films, because if we go the JJ universe, it's the golden shiny fan service that everyone was hoping for from the Star Wars film. Where Force Awakens, it was like, ooh, it's another Star Wars adventure. And then the lo- the next logical cho- thing would have been most of Rise of Skywalker with a bit more world building into actual Rise of Skywalker. I liked the direction Johnson took because it could have been something really good, except... It wasn't. Except 
that he didn't start it. JJ started it to be, hey, I've got a real clear idea of what's going on here. And I wrote it that way. And then Johnson came in and he's like, I've got this really cool idea too. And it has nothing to do with what you wrote. And that was where it went wrong. And so it split off into like what could have been two different things. And it and it just because because I think I think they did Johnson dirty by pulling him in for the second film and like planning on having three directors. But I also think that they should have like they shouldn't have even teased him with it. They should have just had JJ the whole time. They didn't do. I want to make a quick comment. Go for it. They didn't do him dirty. He did them dirty because he's the one who refused to work with anybody else. Yeah. He wanted true. to do his own thing. And that was very much publicized too. Yes. He wanted to do his own thing and he thought it was phenomenal. He wanted to do his own thing and would not work with them to continue the main story that they had. So they did not do him dirty. He did himself dirty. Yes. And he lost himself an entire trilogy. Yeah. An entire brand new universe in the Star Wars universe. Yes, because I think it was supposed to take place in like the Old Republic or something mm-hmm. like that. Continue. Now I do. Well, oh. I do have to say on that point, I think them having three different, them wanting to do the whole three different directors thing, I understand that eight was like, <laughs> but I think the Star Wars franchise learned a lesson, and they because Mandalorian. Each episode has like a different director. Yeah, they've got. Like but they eight. all worked together. From everything I've read, everything I've heard, they worked together as like a cohesive unit. To where it was like, okay, here's, and I know it works better for a TV series than a whole TV franchise. Se- TV series do that a lot. But with the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian was like a Star Wars movie every episode, and I think it's uh what's his name Ke- kevin avatar man not avatar guy kevin um, Fig? yes the the iron Mar- man guy marvel yeah the same marvel guy because he's the executive producer of the mandalorian mm-hmm. i think he learned and he you know he saw what what didn't work and i think they were all required to work together to just make it like a pass off. Okay, here's your episode. You've done this. And then they all worked together to do a storyline. And it all looked like one person did it. To me. I think Marvel... Not Marvel. I think I think um, Star Wars learned from seeing it go down in flames like it did. But yeah, that's fine. Did you have anything else on your? Yes. Okay. So this is these are my final thoughts on the 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 trilogy as a whole and the direction it went. So. Heritage plays a big part in all of the films. But the problem with that is saying, depending on who you were born to, that determines your entire destiny, and that's not a great moral to push. And that's what ended up getting pushed was hey. Because you were a Palpatine, you've got crazy force powers. That's why I was a big fan of Rey not being anybody. If it was Rey just being an anomaly in the force, the force awakened with Rey, and now she's super powerful too, like, then it, t- fine, take the Skywalker mantle afterwards. Because you didn't have to be a Skywalker. But they were, it was just so heavy on who she, where she came from. That, like, it was, it was hard for me to be like, oh, you forged your own path. Second, they wanted to be so diverse with this, this trilogy. And they failed at it. They started off being like, look, we've got main characters who don't who aren't white. 
We've got people doing stuff. We've got this. We've got that. We've got this. And at the end, it just kind of pared down to like, all right, well, you're going to go off over here. You're going to go over here. Finn, what, is, what was it that you wanted to tell Ray? You wanted to tell Ray something. You know what? Just don't tell her ever. I love you. At all. <laughs> also. Do you think that's what it was? I think so. It was either I can feel the force too or I love you. Or if you I'm watch gay. Force Wake, no. If you watch Force Awakens, he, there is some type of romance forming. Yeah. And then that's why it makes no fucking sense that Rose shows up. And then Rose is trying to get in his pants. And then they all of a sudden are in love at the end of the fucking movie. And then she's out of... Finn is such a dick during that movie. He's like, yeah, I'm going to go. Like, you stay here. But I got to go find my girl, Ray. See, I thought when they had that other girl from the planet show up, I thought he was... Finn was going to get with her. The one that Ponu? With the big hair. Who is also a stormtrooper and defected. Because that was their big oh connector. oh you mean on uh, uh the Death Star yes oh okay I, I Finn's also, character just went nowhere they were building him up to be Ray's apprentice and I would have loved that but then they're like you don't get no force powers you get no romantic you don't even get Poe who is thirsty for you Episode Eight ruins everything I'm sorry but it does and Poe did the guy who played Poe did say he played him Oscar Isaac gay. played him gay. And that's why the whole time they kept trying to introduce the mercenary who was like, you were one of us. The whole time I was like, no. They were friends. No, like, they were friends. That's why when he winks at her at the end and she's like, no. Like, that's that was definitely a gay, like, oh, we could still get together. And she's like, you're gay. This isn't going to work. Yeah. I, I think introducing a gay character in the Star Wars universe, besides just seeing two women kiss... That did make me cry. It did. Me but, too. but besides that, I think anything more than that, they they wouldn't. They I don't think. I think it would have gotten so much bad publicity, just like the Lefou kid, or the Lefou being gay, and as much as I'm all for having gay characters and things, I think it would have been put into the movie to be put into the movie and not. As a normality. It would have been put in the movie as a ploy. And not just... Oh. Like the like the, like the the lesbians kissing. That was just there. Yeah. I I just... I wanted... I wanted Disney to take that bold step and be like... No, this... We want to see diverse characters in our universe. I don't think they were ready when that one came out. That, no, they, they wanted so, to play it super safe. With Skywalker. The Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. The reason there's so much fan service in it... Is because they are trying to make up for episode eight. Oh, a hundred percent. I want. I don't think it would have been. I don't think it would have been so much fan serviced if they, if episode eight wasn't garbage. They had to do something to get their. They had to bring everybody back. Right. To be honest, we we would have. I would have seen it. We would have watched it no matter what. Episode eight did not change me from being a Star Wars fan. Didn't change me from being a Star Wars fan. It just showed disappointed me. me. (laughs) Shows me that. Shitty movies can be in the Star Wars universe. Well, I guess I guess I've seen the prequels, but like I didn't know George Lucas was back. How about that? <laughs> I was asleep. You were asleep the whole movie. <laughs> um, I could have. It's just, but it's just not fun. It so. didn't feel like Star Wars. Like it was in Star Wars, and there were Star Wars people there, but it didn't mm-hmm. feel like a Star Wars movie. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
It just felt like a random movie. Like, why is this episode eight? But let's rank them, guys. We'll just call it episode hate. Let's rank them, guys. All right. So what we're going to do is after we have discussed... Actually, we've already discussed the movies. We don't have to discuss them anymore. I, I bet we probably have a pretty similar consensus. After we do our ranking, Jeff is going to pull up the Rotten Tomatoes. And he is going to see what the what their scores are. But after we have ranked them, and we're each going to rank them individually. We're doing something different. We're each going to rank them individually. We're going to see who's closest. That sounds good. And just in case anybody was wondering... Um, I think next week when we do the last, it's just going to be like a menagerie episode of all the Star Wars stuff that we haven't covered. Like the Mandalorian and Clone Wars, Clone Wars and all that. We are going to rank all of the movies and all of the things. Maybe just the movies. Okay, fine. Just the movies. <laughs> but are we including Rogue One and yes, Solo? I'm, I'm going to include them in the movie because they're part of the Star Wars movie universe. Okay. So... Only part of the Star Wars movie universe, which Clone Wars is part of the Star Wars movie universe. The animated movie? Yeah. Fine. It's a movie. Live action. Anyways. <laughs> but we're going to rank them. I've seen that movie, so it's okay. All the way from our favorite movie down to the bottom. And we're going we're gonna to try to work it out beforehand... So that way we at least know a rough estimate. But yeah, we're going to do all of that for you guys. And I know it's going to be awesome. So first off, who would like to give their rankings of 7, 8, and 9 first? I'm going to go 9, 7, 8. I don't know. That's my personal rankings. Okay. We're going to do it this way. We'll do our personal rankings and what we think the Rotten Tomato ones are. Okay. Uh. Nine, seven, eight are my personal rankings. Obviously, I think everybody could have seen that coming. Um, what? I think seven will get the highest rating probably on Rotten Tomato. Did I do it off the tomato meter last time or the audience score? Do you remember? Um, audience score because okay. we we're like they're okay. like us, but because I think cr- critics will like eight more than nine. I think they would like eight. Because critics tended to like eight, but fans hated it. I think it's going to be seven, nine, eight on Rotten Tomato. Okay. 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 Personal score. Seven, nine, eight. Okay. And I think Rotten Tomatoes is going to do my ranking. Seven, nine, eight. So the ones I said? Yes. Okay. Um, my personal ranking goes Force Awakens, Rise of Skywalker, The Last Jedi. Seven, nine, Seven, eight. nine, eight. Seven, nine, eight. What do you, what about your, um, what about the Rotten Tomato? I think, I think, I, I, I'm like you, babe, I think, uh, Rotten Tomato's gonna pretty much agree. So nine, the same one. Yeah. All right. What is it, Jeff? Oh, I don't look it. You should have been doing that. <laughs> you told me not to look until I rated. But not until we were done. You could have been doing it. Okay. Make it efficient. Okay. Oh, we're doing audience score, right? Yes. Yikes. <laughs> oh, fuck me. 
What is I'm thinking that? a number between one through ten. Six. Five. Fuck, you guys picked the same fucking movie. Um. Well, here's the score. <laughs> In first place at 86%, we have Star Wars The Force Awakens. Uh-huh. And Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Both really? At 86%. Wow. And then at 42%, we have The Last Jedi. <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> so, my gosh. But, I didn't think it was going to be that low. But let's go with tomato meters, because those are the critics. Okay, go with what they So say. if we go with critics... The Force Awakens wins okay. at a 93. And like I thought, The Last Jedi is at 90%. Really? They like, they like The Last Jedi. The Rise of Skywalker is a whopping 51% to the critics because critics didn't like it because it doesn't make sense to them. Because they're not fans of the series. They just watched it to watch wow. it. Wow. Critics like, suck. I told you they were going to like Last Jedi. I said that. Mm-hmm. It's because they have, they have no... Because it doesn't make it's, it's real a people movie. aren't con- real right. people aren't the critics. You know what I mean? Like people who ugh, that so frustrates in the end, me. Technically, all three of us were right with our own personal rankings and the tomato meter rankings. That's awesome, though. Like I should have told you both to pick a movie and then pick a number, but I didn't think of that part first. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the awesome. number was eight, so you awkward. Oh, uh, Alan would have won. Could you pick six? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's terrible. Oh, that's... Oh. Critics, you suck. We're never going to do the critic meter ever again. The tomato meter? The tomato meter. Okay, we'll always do audience score. Yeah. Because Which is awkward because the people tied. Yeah. I was like, that's why I was like looking at it and flipping back and forth. I was like, um, um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to do. I, I should have just said Rise of Skywalker and made myself right. So I Rise mean, of Skywalker we in right. 87. <laughs> anyway. Let's wrap this bad boy up. That was that was that was our last. Well, no, that was our last movie of the saga. The, of the, of tr- the we still have more Skywalker saga just because of everything else. But but no, that is that is the last time we'll talk about one. Well, no, it's not the last time. But something we will not stop talking about is our contest, <gasps> our giveaway with epic gourmet popcorn. Okay, so you all have had plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> to get on the grams and to like the photo and to comment with a picture or comment with a another person's you know Instagram account all that you have had plenty of time you guys have until the 30th at midnight Eastern Standard Time oh because we pick on the 31st yeah okay I was like wait the 30th <laughs> Eastern Standard Time to put um to like the photo to follow both giggles and gaze and Epic gourmet popcorn, and then of course comment with one of your friends' Instagrams. It's so easy, and when you do, you will get nine bags of beautiful and delicious gourmet popcorn of your choice. I mean, come on, and you get to be one of our crushes, or you can pick our crush for Monday. You know, it's super simple. So do it. You can also email us, guys, at gigglesandgaze at gmail.com. You can tweet us at Giggles and Gaze on Twitter. And you can enter the contest on Instagram at Giggles and Gaze. And you can follow us on Facebook at Giggles and Gaze. Yep. And you can listen to this podcast wherever podcasts are found. Yeah, and if you listen to it, replace where podcasts aren't found, that would be weird. 
but let us know if you do. Yeah. <laughs> but um, let us know what you guys want us to start talking about because we're yeah. running out of <laughs> running out of Star Wars stuff. So we are, we are reaching the outer rim. <laughs> Well, and don't forget, next month, June, is Pride Month, so we're going to be talking about some stuff and being all prideful and super gay, but, I mean, that's every episode. So if there's anything, any ideas you guys have, let us know. Um, I'm sorry, not guys. If you all have anything that you want us to know, want us to talk about, let us know. We would love to talk about your topics. Instagram us. Do all the stuff that's above. Uh, Yeah, help us out. But hopefully you guys have had a had a great night hang a night goodness i'm sorry it could be a night well i mean it's night for us hopefully you guys have you all have enjoyed this episode um i know i have had enjoy i have enjoyed hanging out with the two of them we've actually been together two days two nights in a row wow yikes yikes uh but we we've had we've had fun talking about star wars i know i think the three of us uh love star wars i mean i think it's pretty much a big part of our lives tight Except for eight. You can go. Huh, gotta go. Bye. Bye. Speaking of speaking of leaving everybody, um, thanks for listening, Giggles and Gays. Always we appreciate it. And um, again, for the final time. No. I, the second to last time. Oh yeah, but I don't know what I'm gonna say next week. Oh, okay. I I am the last Jedi Master Allen. Um hmm. I am uh, screwed out of a storyline scoundrel, Larry. <laughs> and I'm the resurrected Sith Lord Jeff. And you guys, keep calm and may the Force be with you. Bye. Bye.